Hey everyone, and welcome back for episode 96 of The Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. We are so glad that you have decided to join us on The Path this week. Derek, we're kind of at a sort of a pivotal moment um, yeah. in the book of Revelation. We, um, as we've sort of been talking um, prior to this, we're sort of at the halfway point mm-hmm. of the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. We just finished up chapter 11 yesterday, and there are 22 chapters in yeah. the book of Revelation. So 22 divided by 2 is 11. There you go. So there we are, right there in the middle. Um, and... Uh, And so today, what I want us to do is talk about, um, it's sort of, um, I feel like uh, the the book of Revelation chapter 11 is kind of this crescendo of like, God did what he said he's going to do and let's Mm -hmm. let's celebrate kind of thing. Um, But at the same time, there's just just like some super impactful and important truths for us to learn about our Mm -hmm. relationship with God and um, how that impacts the way we live. So um, yesterday we, we talked about how um, you know, God is this reigning king that this, as we've been trudging along all through the book of Revelation, there's just been this talk over and over of how the kingdom of God is coming, the kingdom of God is coming, and now it's here. Mm-hmm. And so um, we talked about how, um, you know, God reigns as king, and, and all of it serves to make, to point us to worship him. Mm-hmm. So um, two, two things that stood out to me was that, number one, um, that... The worshiper, as worshipers, when we know who Jesus is, when we know what He has done, it stirs up our hearts to worship, um, and I think that's vitally important. I love you for you to talk about that. But then also, that as followers of Christ, we must acknowledge our need for Him. That we need for Him to reign in our lives. We need for Him to rule mm-hmm. and guide us and show us what to do. So um, maybe for a few minutes, if we could talk about how those two things intersect. That when we know Jesus more, it leads us to worship Him more. But at the same time, we need him to rule in our in our lives that um, maybe it's sort of that tension of Jesus is the friend who sticks closer than a brother, but at the same time, he's the creator of the universe and the all-powerful God. And so how, how do those things work together for us as we kind of crescendo and we're going we're gonna to be taking a break from the book of Revelation for the rest of the year, but um, let, just, just talk about those things for a few minutes. That was a lot there, sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, I mean, number one, I mean, folks, you, here you have it right here on the Path Podcast. You get uh, Jesus and theology and arithmetic. That's, so, that's right. You know, we're covering all the bases. <laughs> yeah, Jason uh, uh, did a division problem there. That's right. You're welcome. And I did that in my head. <clears throat> there you no go. calculator. There no you calculator. go. There you go. No, I'm just, uh, just, um, just playing. So, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I think number one, like what, what's important to kind of realize is that this is that seventh and final trumpet blast, right? Yeah. This this warning um, echoing throughout all all uh, creation, all heaven, all earth, yeah. all, all you know, above the earth, below the earth, that that kind of thing. Each and every one brought with it. You know this this in my mind this voluminous um, sound you know yeah. thing not sound necessarily but this just <clears throat> this loud trumpet blast brought judgment or you know um, thunder and lightning yeah. I mean these these there was loud... no confusion about whether or not the trumpet had <clears throat> sounded like right everybody heard it you didn't get away from it absolutely yeah. and so. Every single one, one through six, you know, it's 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 the announcement of the coming king, mm-hmm. and because he comes and clashes against the right. uh, the kingdom of this world, it has uh, has um, 
dire implications right. for anyone who still worships the king of this earth, right? Yeah. Uh, Satan and and uh, and his ways and follows his own ways and those kind of thing. Well, this one, <clears throat> this seventh trumpet blast, has an equally loud um, volume to yeah. it, but it's different. What results after this trumpet blast is the voluminous worship or praise of the people of God, yeah. right? I, I, I don't want that imagery to be lost on us. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's important um, is that <clears throat> warnings turn into worship. Now, mm-hmm. um, we, we, you know, you mentioned the importance of um, you know understanding who God is, who Jesus is, and what He's done, and that spurs us to worship mm-hmm. Him, right? Well, one of the things we talked about is that He overcomes, yeah. right? And uh, that's what the people worship Him for. They they say the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord mm-hmm. and of His Christ, and He will reign forever and ever. It's just this idea that, yeah. <clears throat> Evil has been raging yeah. for for centuries, and he's coming against it, and and we we even you know see a beast from the abyss and you know locust with stingers and face like yeah. people like you know these terrifying images right we right. see all this thing this this evil awakened if you will in a way, and and what we see here in this moment is that Jesus conquers it all yeah. Jesus conquers it all. He overcomes it and overwhelms it. Mm-hmm. I said, it's not original with me, but Jesus didn't come to take sides. He came to take over. Right. And it's true. He, he, he came to be the ruling and reigning king of all creation, and yeah. of, all, um, of all things. And these people, these worshipers, are acknowledging that and understanding. Right. Well, that's because they knew who he was. Yeah. They knew what he had done. Not just in this magnanimous way of conquering the earth, but yeah. understanding in their own lives the things he had conquered for them, right? Absolutely, yeah. And that's what we, yeah. you know, we kind of hinted on a little bit, was that <clears throat> it was that the Jesus who comes to overcome the world and all the things in it, sin, death, uh, the reigning of selfishness and um, uh, pain and, and, and trial and tribulation and and yeah. suffering and, and hardship and all these things he, he ultimately overcomes it yeah and he overcomes it in my life and your life and if we don't know who he is right if we don't intimately interact with him if we if if our re- relationship to Jesus is relegated to a Sunday morning service where mm-hmm. we come and sit and either feel good about ourselves or we feel bad about ourselves and we like that either way. Right. Well, yeah, I got a good sermon today and stepped on my toes a little bit, blah, yeah. blah, you know, whatever. If that's all it is for us and we don't grow in our intimate knowledge of who Jesus is and what he does for us mm-hmm. and we don't pray gut-wrenching prayers of God, I can't get through this if you don't come with me. Yeah. You know, if we if we if we fail to to grow in that aspect of our relationship with the Lord and know how he overcomes and know who he is and know him intimately, uh, I fear we'll miss out on mm-hmm. this type of worship to understand yeah. 
who he is and what he's done and how important he is and how important he is to cre- to creation and history and how important he is to my life. Yeah, absolutely. And my day in and my day out. And uh, and because this, a lot of this is is the way I understand Revelation. It's stuff that it's stuff that's happened, is happening, and will happen. It yeah. just kind of all just lumped into one. Right. There's la- there's layers. Of, <clears throat> right. Yeah. Layers. Yeah. So in a way, we certainly have yet to see this scene of, you know, the king. He, you know, he, the king of heaven is now the king of earth as well. Right. That idea, you know, we haven't seen the full victory that Christ will one time, once and for all have. But we can, we can look to that. We can understand that. We can know that it's coming. But what I, when I say that is that there. Evil still rages. Yeah. Temptation is still near. Right. Paul said, "We wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against the principalities, the power of the air. We 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 wrestle with the spiritual realm that mm-hmm. wants us to fall, wants us to right. rely upon ourselves, wants us to think we can overcome." And and and, and um, I mean, I, I you know, after preaching that message yesterday, you know. Um, and understanding these things and having studied these things, I woke this morning trying to live my life in my own strength. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I have found recently where uh, there are moments where I just don't feel like praying, mm-hmm. and I can't I can't think of anything else because I, I've seen the fruit of trusting in Jesus. I can't think of anything else, but it's just spiritual warfare. Yeah. You don't need that, Derek. Trust in yourself. Depend yeah. upon yourself. Thankfully, the Lord caught my attention. The Lord helped me to understand that today. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have seen that again where I, you know, it's just weird. And I, I, I can't say anything, but it's just that spiritual warfare. It's that evil still wanting me to rely upon myself. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and you know, it's not like some demon whispered to me or something. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's it's just this like, I you know this. I should know. I should know what Jesus and and I have seen the fruit of my relationship with Him in, in the past months, and it's been uh, some of the most sweet and amazing, intimate times with the Lord. And then mm-hmm. I just wake up and be like, I don't really feel like it today. Right. I think that's that's a great that um, is a great tie into that second point that we talked about that we. We have to acknowledge that we need him yeah. because we can't do this yeah. on our own. And I, I agree with you. I've seen in my own life where you you have moments where you're like, I, no, I've got this under control. And th- it's in those moments that it immediately goes out of control. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and so knowing that Jesus is the one who can take control, but just knowing that is not enough. We have to also acknowledge, God, I, I know that you can do this and I need you to do it for yeah. me. Um, as is a that's a that's a huge thing because all I think that's that's two sides of the same coin of worship that yes we worship him because of who mm-hmm, he is mm-hmm. but part of worship is our submission to him to say God I can't do this on my own yeah. I need your help one so. day I I think I said it this way yesterday if not I meant to one day Jesus will rule and reign the cosmos yeah and we see a picture of worshipers acknowledging it here right and. And I think we like that. I think we understand that. We know that. But the question is, is he ruling my heart today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you get that, right? Well, 
I think I think it's a daily submission to say, Lord, today's your day. Yeah. I love you. I want to follow you. Um, I want this day to be your day for me and in my life, you know. And uh, it's sometimes doing that. I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to be transparent mm-hmm. uh, because I think it's helpful to realize that even if if pastors deal with that from time to time, yeah, it's normal, right? But the thing you can't do is let it continue. Yeah, you can't let it go unchecked. And you just got to say, Lord, I don't know what's going on with me today. I may not want to read your word. I may not want to submit. I may not want to do that. But God, I'm going to do it because mm-hmm. I know I need you. Will you help me to acknowledge that and understand it? Will you um, help me in my life to do that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We we actually have a great example of that kind of submission <clears throat> today. We have another interview for you. This is uh, the last episode of Missions Month this week. Um, and we interview uh, Patty Wallace and Marilyn Fulmer, people that you know very well here from our church, um, and about how they chose to submit to God to follow mm-hmm. after his leadership to start the Grief Share ministry here at Lafayette First. So take a moment, listen to this incredible interview about uh, how they felt God calling them into a ministry, and then we'll be back to wrap things up here in just a minute. Well, here we are, everyone, as we said, with two people that hopefully you're already very familiar with, but we're here with Patty Wallace and Marilyn Fulmer. Thank you all for being here today. You're welcome. We appreciate it. Um, We want to make sure that you know them well, but then also they are leading a very, very important ministry for our church here at Lafayette First. And so if you guys would introduce yourselves real quick, just give us the the Cliff Notes version of, of, uh, of what brought you to this point. And then maybe before we talk about Grief Share, um, maybe share so who you are and then um, what has led you to where you felt like you needed to start a Grief Share ministry here. So whichever one of you wants to go okay. first. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm Patty Wallace, and I grew up in this church. Um, I was a wife and and mother and daughter, and um, uh, it's just always been a big part of my life. Uh, I taught school for 35 years, so I knew a lot of the children, Mm -hmm. and I, I know a lot of people in town because I taught a lot of them and their mothers and daddies and um but uh my husband passed away a few years ago and uh and my mother passed away a year ago and I was a caregiver for eight years so I was not very active in the church at that time yeah but I was listening and listening to God and uh during all that time but I'm I'm happy to be home again in mm. the church because it's a real comforting place to be. Yeah. Um, you want her to tell about it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Marilyn Fulmer, and I moved to Lafayette uh, when I was in grammar school. And I have always loved Lafayette. I love the people in it. Uh, working at the phone company, <laughs> you knew everyone. So it, it's just always been a desire of mine to do things in my community mm-hmm. and then later in life I was not able to do a lot of things in Lafayette because I worked out of town and now that I'm retired um, and I'm able to do for the church and in the community and I love that but I'm also I was a wife um, a mother uh, to Cindy Lankford mm-hmm. and Tom and my husband passed away 12 years ago and at that time 
uh, we were involved in Lafayette first, and I don't know, a few years afterwards, I felt like I needed to do something else. So I think this grief share may have been where the Lord was sending me the whole time. But my desire is to help others in the community no matter what needs to be done if I'm available. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, let me just say that we are thankful for both of you, and uh, we're glad that you're a part of our church family. Um, But both of you have mentioned this thing, Grief Share. So explain to us and for the people that are listening, what what is Grief Share, uh, and why is it important that we have it here at Lafayette First? Well, I I really didn't know what it was uh, at first. My brother, uh, his wife passed away, and they talked to him into going and... um, he went to Knoxville, mm. and he and it helped him so much. He kept telling me that that I had to go. So I there wasn't one right around here. So I went to the one in Flintstone, mm-hmm. and it changed me so much that uh, you know I knew that it worked. I didn't know how it worked, but I knew it worked. Mm. And uh, when we decided to do this together, uh, the first our first meeting, I told the ladies, I said. I said, I can't tell you how how this works. Hmm. I said, it's just a thing with God because it, it just does. It just hmm. it helps you. And um, it, it had helped me so much when I went. That's the reason I wanted to, to try Grief Share here because I knew that it did work. Mm-hmm. And it's made a big difference in our, our family at uh, of grief share ladies we mm. just are real close to all of them yeah that's great and one man and <laughs> most of <the> <laughs> yeah what would you add to that Marilyn? i would add um of course i went to counseling it was not spiritually based mm-hmm. and when patty and i started talking and she mentioned grief share and i started watching it it's the the counselors are it's a video mm-hmm. and I think the one thing that I like the most about it is the fact that it's spiritually based. Mm -hmm. And um, another thing, when you go through grief um, and you're in a group, by the time you get through that that session, you're a family. Mm -hmm. And you're a family that you can call upon when you need help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because everybody in that room's going through the same thing. Sure. And so we have shared intimate details about our life, and yeah. it's just easy to call upon these people and talk with them and help each other through. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, gr- grief is one of those things that Derek mentioned before we started recording here, that Grief is one of those things that nobody really tells us how to deal with. You just you have to kind of figure it out along the way. And so, Derek, maybe would you just kind of um, expand on that a little bit about this idea of w- working through grief, but from a from a biblical perspective? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, even having a psychology degree as my bachelor's degree and a counseling degree as one of my master's degrees, I knew about grief and the stages of grief and even trained on how to help people through those and advance through those stages. <clears throat> but until you lose someone and experience deep, deep grief, it there's no 
teacher-like experience, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. someone that's been there to say, I don't know your grief, but I know what gr- my grief felt like, and I know it's hard, and I want to walk with you um, as much as I can. And so, yeah, and preaching a message on Sunday morning is not enough. Even being a part of a Sunday school class, you know, those are great, and those folks mm-hmm. can can help you through your grief. <clears throat> but there is just something special about people who know what you've been through. They know what to say and how to say it sometimes, or what not to say really more than anything. Mm-hmm. The things that weren't helpful to hear during yeah. their grief. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, that I knew we needed to do something. I wanted to do something. And uh, even had an opportunity, uh, Marilyn, you and I talked pretty soon after I got mm-hmm. here uh, that this was on your heart. Yes. And so we, we had um, a local coroner's office, uh, you know, do uh, a, a biblical grief uh, thing for six weeks. And it, it was helpful. It was good. But um, we knew that we wanted to start something long term going forward. And, and I was so thankful that God had been working on each of you individually. And mm-hmm. so, you know. COVID kind of put it on a little bit of a hiatus a little bit, but I'm so glad that, that through all that, we were able to keep going and push forward and, and start it because it has been helpful and it's an outreach. And, um, that's one of the things while we're interviewing y'all is because we're thinking about this, this is, um, missions month and something as simple as offering a class for people who are grieving, it's such an outreach, such mm-hmm. a mission. Absolutely. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful, uh, as Jason has already exclaimed earlier, that we're thankful for y'all and, and your willingness to, to say, here I am, God, use me. Mm-hmm. You know, use what my, my grief experience, use, you know, going through grief counseling myself or grief group myself and how I can help. And it's been tremendous. It is, it is working and helping in so many ways. And, um, it's just our first session, and I see many, many, many more in our future, and helping many, many, many more people who are facing grief. Yeah. And uh, and I love that it's done from a biblical standpoint. Yes, me yeah, too. Absolutely, it is, and it just uh, it keep people keep dribbling in, <laughs> and um, we keep saying, well, they've kind of missed the first part, but each class has a lesson in it. Mm-hmm. And they can come back and in January or February when we start the next one and then get caught up. But they know how much we all care. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it's just, I, I always thought the most important thing I ever did was teach school and be with all the children and all that. And now God has placed me in another way to, which now I think this is a very important thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and as long as he gives me the help and the, uh, you know, the way we can do it, because it really is, has helped me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I'm, I was still going through grief, yeah, you know, and this has helped me. And Marilyn, would, she helped me with when my husband was sick even, you mm. know, so she, she knew what it was. Like she went to school with both of us, so we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great transition, I think, into uh, our next question. But so, um, 
so you you guys um, are in the you're in the middle of a your first session our first official session mm-hmm. here. Yes, we are. Um, it'll be there's still you still have three more weeks. Uh, maybe four, four more weeks. Four more weeks. Four okay. More, I believe. Um, so four more weeks, and it and and I think it's uh, it's been I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, but um, what would you say um, to someone who would say, well? I'm not really having to deal with grief right now or God's not called me to help in that kind of area because I think it's obvious to me that both of you guys have a passion for this to help people walk through this through through the the process of grief um, but what what would you say to someone who says they're not called to grief ministry well we've had people help us mm-hmm. along the way um, when Marilyn was gone mm-hmm. I asked some people to come in and and help sure and they all enjoyed it and mm-hmm. got to know the people and uh so you don't have to take it on you know completely if you don't feel called to but i think your sunday school class is yes my sunday school mm-hmm. class um they volunteered to donate snacks for mm-hmm. all of us for weeks yeah. i mean we're still uh, enjoying all of those and you know we couldn't have done it without them I mm-hmm. mean um, but then we also had we have volunteers Dover Pence and Deborah yeah. Pence they volunteer to come and help us every Thursday night mm-hmm. and there's they're so time. faithful <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, as Patty said we've had others to come and volunteer mm-hmm. but you know they can always come and help there's always jobs mm-hmm. Uh, that need to be done or someone may need to be out and like patty said it may not be a passion of theirs like it is ours but there's things that they can do in the background if they want to do it yeah absolutely Um, i i want to i think i'm hearing you say this but i want to make sure that that um what i hear is right but a big part of um a big part of grief share is just showing people that you care you love them yeah and so Mm -hmm. i think that um I think that's a great way for people to get involved is that it it's easy to just show somebody that you care. Absolutely. Um, and, and so that is that a way that people could get involved potentially? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then the the way it helps we always feel like that our situation is the worst. Sure. That yeah. we're that we're grieving yeah, worse nobody's than ever felt it like you. Nobody's yeah. a, and so yeah. when you go to grief share and these people start telling their stories, you think, Wow, I'm glad I didn't have that particular situation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then you just all kind of worry about each other. You know, even mm-hmm. after we leave, we think, oh, I hope they're doing better tonight. And mm-hmm. and uh, we had a woman that wouldn't talk for a while, and she finally is, and we just Open enjoyed her so much. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, it's it takes a while for some, and some people aren't ready yet. Sure, some yeah. people need to just have their time to grieve and then come if it's too early sometimes it's hard it it takes time i mean really in the very beginning i know it's easy to encourage someone to come but honestly i think they need a little bit of time to just grasp what has happened yeah um so maybe some that's had a loss within the last three four five six months February may be a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're hoping to do maybe two a year, maybe in the winter months when it's the days are, or the mm-hmm. nights are longer. Yeah. 
cold and dreary outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in the fall again before the holidays. Sure. So, and we will be touching on the holidays, I think, a little bit in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's always a difficult time difficult for people. Times, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. it starts tonight I, on the one we have tonight. I mean, t- tomorrow night. Yeah. It's talking about how it's hard yeah. to go through your first mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. 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 But going back to what you originally asked, too, if we have people in the church that if they can smile, if they can love on these people, <laughs> if they want to come and stand at the doorway, greet the people yeah. as they come in or be there when we're having snacks and mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. talk with them and encourage them yeah. you know we look for hope and encouragement every week right and mm-hmm. god provides yeah. so so you don't have to be a certified grief counselor to come no. and help because you guys are not no. certified grief no, counselors we're not. yeah no the main so. thing is we've been through it. yes absolutely that, that's yeah. the main yes. thing I, I just don't see how anybody can be a, a really good um counselor if they don't know what yeah mm-hmm. loss is Mm-hmm. On a personal mm-hmm. level. Right. And you know, when my husband passed away, in the past I had always felt like that I had been there for friends. Mm. But until I lost him, I had no idea the intensity yeah. of pain that you go through. Yeah. And I guess when that happened, um, you finally decide you want to be there for these people. Yeah. You want to help them through these things that they're going through and it it varies and grief is different for everyone um you know like me i i needed a lot of downtime Hmm. me time just to get my head together yeah but a lot of people want someone else to be around them all the time so it's different grief is different for everyone Mm -hmm. and that's what we find out during these 13 week sessions Mm -hmm. there another thing things that you would not even think about it's really grief Mm -hmm. that you're going through Mm -hmm. Uh, running a stop sign or running a red light you don't realize it but part of that's grief too so we touch on all of that during these 13 weeks so it's very helpful I think for everybody one of the wonderful things about this is that and this, this speaks to just missions in general, but just because you're called to help or serve, and we're all called to do that in, in a way that's according to our passions and mm-hmm. the way the Lord has gifted us. <clears throat> but sometimes it's just that small, you're just a greeter, you're smiling, you're, you know, mm-hmm. it might, it seems insignificant almost, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's so needed. And then, not everyone's called to be the teacher or the facilitator either, you know, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And that, that's in this ministry and Grief, grief Share, yeah. but that's in any ministry within the church. Um, it's that we, a lot of times we, we need warm bodies with smiling faces, you know, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's through those situations that I think God puts passions and, and callings on our hearts that are a little more specific, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I think I think that's that's huge. You you said something too, and this is just a, a byproduct. Um, you talked about you know no one can be a really good grief counselor had they not gone through the grief themselves. Mm-hmm. And I it's remember just my feeling. I just oh I agree with oh, you. I agree. I agree mm-hmm. with you. And I would say I thought I was a really good pastor until I 
lost my dad and um and knew what it really felt like to go through mm-hmm. grief and and I thought you know um and people were thankful and you know the ministry of presence is is so huge but I, I feel like it it gave me another level of understanding of what people need and mm-hmm. they need from the Lord uh, from a spiritual leader and those kind of things and you're right I, I think uh, there is no greater teacher than experience, uh, and mm-hmm. especially when it comes to grief. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, what are just as we as we kind of draw to a close here? What are some specific ways that people could help with grief share? Other other than you've said you you know you need smiling faces and volunteers sometimes, but is there anything else that people could do to help support grief share here at Lafayette First? Well, any donation would be accepted. <laughs> sure. Uh, in the people what we try to do during our session is we have the video mm-hmm. and then once we have that video then we have a, maybe a 15 or 20 minute break in between mm-hmm. and that allows the people in the group to get to know one another sure. to share their experiences and that kind of thing but we do provide snacks mm-hmm. for them during that time and so if anyone wants to donate snacks if they want to come and maybe help during that time frame Uh, if they want to come and set up uh, beforehand help us with that or Mm -hmm. if they want to come and help us right at the end yeah or help with we've we've been trying to keep something alive on the tables just Mm. because it's good to it's good to see something alive Mm. and and, uh we just simple things like that um but these these people will always be friends and they've all they kind of have gotten together and uh, uh, sit together and and laugh together and it's Mm. just completely different than it was the first Mm. time because just about everybody was crying Mm. and I mean it was just that first meeting was pretty sad but but now we go in when and they'll see each other Mm. and they'll hug each Mm. other and it's a family now yeah Mm -hmm. that's great yeah Mm -hmm. well Marilyn Patty thank you so much for being on the podcast this week we appreciate it thank you for um, for how you serve people and how you're going to continue to serve people in the future as we continue grief share we we appreciate it and um it's not. Um, it, I, I imagine it's not easy work at times because you're 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 trying to help meet people with the love of Jesus at a moment when they're sometimes at their lowest, and um, and so I'm sure that that's difficult at times. But um, know that we're praying for you, um, and that we encourage everybody else to pray for you guys as well as you as you lead uh, through grief share in the future. But thank you all so much for being with us today. Thank you thank for you. asking. Thank us. you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, wasn't that a great uh, interview? I, I'm so thankful for these ladies and their heart, and we've been working on this for a long time, and mm-hmm. it has uh, been so fruitful this season, and we're going to keep doing it. And so yeah. uh, we need your help to support that as well as, as we discussed in that interview. So thank you, Patty. Thank you, Marilyn. And thank you for your uh, heart to follow God, and thank you for your willingness to to sacrifice to do that. I know what, I know what sacrifices time and, mm-hmm. and uh, energy and all that. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is where we turn it over to you. I, I think a great thing for us to discuss this week or to, to have a conversation about is 
what what is it that stirs up your heart to worship Jesus? What aspects of who he is, how he reigns in our lives, how he overcomes, how he's our helper, how he's the conquering king? Mm-hmm. What is it about Jesus that stirs up your heart to worship him? We'd love to talk to you about that. You can email us at the path lafayettefirst.life, or you can comment right on this YouTube video. Uh, but we'd love to have that discussion. I think it's good for us as believers to celebrate together oh, yeah. every now and then, and, and we don't do that enough. And so let's celebrate this week uh, as listeners of the PATH podcast. Um, next week, we're going to transition. It's uh, it's Thanksgiving time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we're recording this on Halloween, it's uh, it's Thanksgiving time now. So we're going to talk, talk about thankfulness for a few weeks. Yep. Um, But until then, I am Jason, and we hope that you'll join us next time as we continue down the path.